buddy. I'm so glad that you're here. I have to do things a little bit different this week because this time I actually need a lot of information from my phone while I do this. I'll explain why here in a minute. But, sorry, I'm messing with the microphone. But, um, very excited for today's episode. Because it's something that I have been kind of thinking on about a lot recently, but I haven't been able to really formulate full words. However, um, we're going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and bring up a bit of an interesting theory that I've been, um, kind of pooling over, let's just say. Uh, still, um, stewing over. How's that? Um, but before we get into it, a couple of big things, um, there is also, uh, some announcements, which I will be getting to right now, as I just said twice, and I don't know why, whoops, um, we are, uh, now launching, starting next week, a late night show of sorts on, over on YouTube, on the channel, What Topic, and, uh, it's gonna be kind of a fun, kind of nonsense, meant to be just kind of um, <laughs> just kind of a DIY kind of feeling to the show. I'm really excited for it. Also, on top of that, we're going to be launching a, a writing series here pretty soon uh, for uh, Halloween season. I know it seems a little crazy that we're already talking about Halloween. However, uh, that does not change the fact of the matter is that uh, it takes a while to get some stuff written down and a lot of the stuff that we present uh, generally here is unique and original, especially for the Halloween content. Um, and uh, still working on the music. <laughs> that's that's uh, going to be a long, long wait for sure. Um, but in any case, that's the big announcements. We got it, like I said, we we're going to call it Way Past Wednesday, even though I'll be premiering late night Thursday, Thursday morning. Wednesday night, you know, like a midnight, one o'clock kind of upload time. Um, so we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. So the episode for tonight, what could be so necessary that I have to pretty much shoot in a way that I don't generally shoot, and that's with the microphone held a little out of the face and a little out of my way, so I can actually kind of be able to read. So, again, today I present a brand new theory, I think, <laughs> it's probably already been said, but I, this is kind of my own piecing together, um, and today is a Lord of the Rings theory, and that is the fact uh, that Manway is actually... Tom Bombadil. What? No. How could this be? What? No way. Yep. That is my personal thing that I've been feeling here recently. But why would it be Tom Bombadil of all people? So let's let's uh, let's go over some basic facts. Um, by the way, I can't pronounce a lot of these things very correctly, but Manway. He was uh, obviously the husband to Varda, who I actually also believe is Goldberry. Um, and he was basically the most powerful of all the Valar, aside from like Iluvatar himself. He was pretty much second in command. 
Um, but uh, when it comes to Manway, the things that he was kind of in charge of link it together as to why uh, him and Tom Bombadil have some connection. Um, so Manway was appointed ruler of Arda, as we know, hence for his most common title, the Elder King. Uh, he was a compassionate ruler, unconcerned with his own power, oversaw all of the Valar's early attempts to order Arda, but this is all from uh, the wiki, by the way, the Lord of the Rings fandom, one wiki to rule them all. Um, he oversaw all the Valar's early attempts to order Arda, but was unable to stop Melkor's rampages until the Valad Tolkas came to Arda to assist his brethren. Afterwards, the Valar, under Manway, made an abode on Middle-earth in the Isle of Almoran and constructed the two lamps of the Valar to provide light to the world. Um, Manway was completely free of evil, which would suggest that there's no way that the Ring of Power would actually have hold on him. He was unable to comprehend it, leading him to believe Melkor's lies concerning his reformation. Now, that it does kind of always come across that Tom Bombadil does come off a little bit childish, I guess, in a sense. Um, but, you know, regardless. Soon thereafter, Manway learned that the rebellious Noldor had attacked and slaughtered many of the Teleri. So, as such, the for he forbade the Noldor from returning to Valinor. Once they left, and stated also that the elves would receive no help from the Valar in their war against Morgoth, he then caused Valinor to be hidden by the way of the shadowy seas and the Enchanted Isles to prevent Noldor from returning. Um, yeah, so... He's a compassionate person. He can't comprehend evil. He... Uh, is seemingly kind of an innocent person in many ways. And I think that that's really quite an effective way uh, that can really link to Tom Bombadil. Going back to this, um, Tom Bombadil was an enigmatic figure that lived throughout the history of Arda, who dwelt in the valley of the river of Withywindle, east of the Shire. And a mysterious being, Tom lived in the depths of the old forest close to the Barrow Downs, his lands were not particularly extensive, but within his domain, his power over virtually everything in it was extraordinary. Tom was paradoxical was a paradoxical creature. One moment defeating ancient forces with a hardly with hardly any effort, the next capering and singing nonsensical songs. He lived with his wife, Goldberry, daughter of the river, for far from any other settlement. Although seemingly benevolent, he took no open stance against the Dark Lords. Now, I think that a lot of this, in a weird sense, you're like, what, how could this be, uh, how could this be Manway? And I know that that seems a little bizarre, but let me explain. So, I feel like that Manway, no matter what, still desired to be able to have time to himself with, um, uh, with uh, his wife. And, um, I think that when you think about it that way, 
there's really no place that I know of in middle in all of uh, Middle Earth that, to me, in my brain, was really quite as peaceful as the Shire Hobbiton, uh, you know, amongst all the, the different hobbits. So, of course, that makes sense that Manwe would, if he was going to get away from his position for a vacation, that he would be... Uh, near something that's got not a lot of conflict. And I don't think he could really go next to the elves because the elves probably would have picked up on something being odd. But, you know, in a lot of senses, I don't think Tom Bombadil would be able to have that same feeling or that same effect um, with the hobbits if they could sense that he is actually a Maiar or a Valar. Um, so... Now, the other thing that it states about Tom Bombadil, too, is that he's old. Like, <laughs> really, really old. Um, it says that the origin and nature of Tom Bombadil are unknown. However, he claimed he, he had already existed before the Dark Lord came to Arda. So did... Manway. <laughs> Signifying that he may have been alive before... Uh, even before the coming of the Valar? Or is it more likely that he is a Valar or a Maiar and, you know, he is Manwe, so this is still him being able to escape? Uh, it is uh, unclear whether he refers to Melkor's first or second entry into the world. In any case, Tom is insinuated to have been living the first living creature to inhabit Arda. Now, in a lot of senses, if you think about this, after he helped build and form everything in Arda, would it not make sense that he would also take a vacation? Now, a lot of you would be like, why would you, why would he take a vacation ever? Now, think about this in a purely theological sense. Most deities, whether in Christianity ancient Egypt, uh, you know, Buddhism, whatever. Usually at the beginning or at some form of creation or when they've reached a certain level, they generally say that, you know, after they have finished their work, they will actually take a vacation. You know, it says, like, for example, that uh, God had... Um, rested on the seventh day after Earth had been formed. So Manwe, in a sense, after he helped organize things, rested after they had finished creating um, Arda, or Middle-earth, whatever you want to say. Um, it says that he was like as old as the first acorn or something like that. So he was around during like the age of the trees, which to me is absolutely nuts. And... The fact of the matter is, is that he has one small domain only makes sense, because what if where he um, is first mentioned is over by uh, the Hobbiton or the Shire? But of course, you know, a lot of it would also have to rely on um, <clears throat> Goldberry. And let's kind of go a little bit over to Goldberry. Let's, let's read a little bit about her. Uh, the River Daughter was the wife of Tom Bombadil in the old forest at the edge of Buckland. 
Little is known of the origin and nature of Goldberry, except for that it is speculated that she is a river spirit uh, of the river Withy Windle, given she's River Woman's daughter. Um, when Tom Bombadil ventured into the Ariador region, several of the valley's mysterious residents, including Goldberry, attempted to capture Bombadil for their own ends, but quell at the power of Tom's voice which defeated their enchantments and commands them to return to their natural existence. However, according to the tale, Goldberry was in the Withy Windle when she pulled Tom by his beard under the water lilies out of, the, out of mischief, but he ordered her to let him free. The next day, he came to the river women and asked Goldberry to be his wife and, to, and the creatures of the old forest uh, attended their wedding. Um, sure sounds like a lot of, you know, things that probably inspired a lot of Disney stuff. So, why put on the show? Well, they have to keep the cover. <laughs> this really does sound like a conspiracy theory, and it makes me a little happy. Hopefully that some of you are like, oh, this is, this is kind of an interesting point that you're making. Um, you know, at least if not, it's entertaining. Um, I think that if you really kind of think about this, uh, let's go back to Manway here. Uh, again, I, I, I have this open because I have some notes that I, I was, I had taken that I wanted to read. Uh, most of them come again from the, uh, one wiki to rule them all. So anyway, it says right here, I found it. Uh, Manway was the first, was, uh, with Malcor, the eldest of the Ainur and was the one that best understood the will of Eru, um, or Eru. When Melkor created the discord in the music of the Ainur, the second theme of Eru that rose to the counter, that discord, the discord used Manwe as its chief instrument. When Arda was formed, Manwe was appointed ruler of Arda, hence his most common title, which we already read. Um, so... With a lot of the stuff that he created, it seemed like that a lot of the stuff that was written for Manway is just too convenient. So this is some of the attributes. This is on uh, TolkienGateway.net. It says, Manway was the Ainu dearest to Eru, closest to his mind, and appointed his viscerage uh, on Earth. He was king, lord of Arda, and ruler of everything that dwells therein. His spouse is Varda, and then they seldom separated, parted. Also the same thing with Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. His attributes are air and the winds from the Vale of Arda. To the small breezes, he also commands the birds. From the beginning, Ulmo has been his closest friend and ally. They come together... When the vapors of the water become the clouds high in the air, the two most faithfully served the purpose of Eru. He all he lived in his halls atop Mount Tanikital, Tanikital, <laughs> the highest mountain of the world. Together with Varda, he could see farther than all the other eyes. All the things that flew in the light were his servants, and brought him news from the farthest deeps and deepest places of the world, save dark places in the deep where that, that were Ulmo's domain. 
or those hid by the black thought of pure evil. So when you think about what was just said there, he was commanding a lot of the, he could command a lot of the creatures. Like, for example, when he got married and all of the creatures in the entire woods, everything set, listened to him. In the thought of Iluvatar, Manwe was the brother of Melkor, but dearest to, the, to Iluvatar, and the one that best understood the will of Eru. When Melkor created the Discord in the second son of the Ainuar, or Ainur, Manwe took over leading the son, pondering about heirs and winds. Manwe, along with Aule and Ulmo, were the chief architects of Arda, and when it was formed, he denied to surrender it to Melkor. Many spirits, like Varda, came to his side from the deeps of A. He did not understand evil within the form of his own brother. He released Melkor from Mandos, thus allowing him to cause the distrust of Feanor, the poison of the two trees, and murder of Finway, the theft of the Simrils, and the revolt of Noldor. Um... I find that interesting that he had so much power, but he still was able to do a lot of that. Uh, in the sense of, like, believe Melkor. But, um, let's go to uh, Varda now. Um, attributes. attributes. <laughs> Varda knows all the regions of A and rejoices in light. She was said to be too beautiful for words, as within her face radiated the light of Iluvatar. Elves love and revere her most of all the Valar, because she created the stars, which the elves beheld first. They call upon her in the hours of deepest darkness. She appeared in shining white fauna, in visions to the elves of Middle-earth, and thus was called Fanuilos, which also means Snow White. Her handmaiden is Elamari, a chief of the Maiar. Um... During the spring of Arda, she filled the two lamps with light. After their destruction at the hands of Melkor, Varda and the rest of the Ainur forsook the outer lands and removed to Amon. I think that's how you say it, is Amon. Uh, she, resulted, she resided with Manwe in Ilmarin and aids him in the rule of Arda. With her, Manwe sees beyond all eyes through the mist and darkness, and with him... Varda can heal all, hear all voices from every corner of the world. In Valinor, uh, she kept the dews of the two trees and, in the wells of Varda. When Mandos foretold of the for coming of the elves and how they would always look to Varda in reverence, she took it upon herself to set the new stars for the elves to see that they had awakened. She created the newer stars with the uh, dews uh, from the vats of Telperion, the first of the two uh, trees in preparation for the awakening of the elves. She, she also hollowed the Cimmerils of Feanor when he created them, so that any being or creature of evil could never handle them without being burned. So, again... It just seems that there's a lot of connection here. Um, if you talk about a lot of like what they talk about, like pure and unevil, there is no corruption uh, to the point of naivety in a lot of senses. And 
Um, just the fact of the matter is, is that their powers are so similar, um, to each other, and the fact that they controlled similar things, has some similar, uh, regional control, at some, at, I think at least at some point. So anyway, here it says, Goldberry welcomed and tended the travelers to their homes. The hobbits thought of her as a beautiful and calm being with a beauty resembling that of an elf, but less exotic to their hearts. Her voice was described as the song of a glad water coming down like silver. The hobbits would listen to her scene in a voice like rain, and they w even would even imagine rivers and pools. <sighs> Tolkien, Tolkien wrote about Goldberry that she represents the actual season's change in, in the Riverlands. I mean, again, doesn't this all just seem a little too similar, a little too much like of a coincidence? Manway is gotta be Tom Bombadil. A lot of the stuff, even though I had to repeat myself a couple of times to kind of get my point uh, to my own brain, uh, it makes sense because, like I said, it's very common in theology for deities to take vacations and to... Um, you know, step away and relax. And the thing that I find interesting about that particular thought is that you don't, we don't know that Tom Bombadil is there all the time. It says that, you know, a lot of times that he would go from place to place or like whatever. And Goldberry being as, as beautiful as she is with the voice of being able to basically uh, cause the imagination of being in rain and like the sounds of pooling water. Like that's not typical. It's not typical. They never age. They are so powerful that he could talk himself out of anything, could destroy anything just by songs. And she can f control plants, be able to control water have the voice of being able to literally conjure the image of falling rain. They never grow old. Can I mention that again? Like, that is so odd. Out of a lot of the things in The Lord of the Rings, Tom Bombadil and Goldberry are some of the most interesting, enigmatic uh, things in the entire writ. But there's no explanation... Beyond the fact of the matter is, is that, that, that they showed up. And we know some pieces that I've brought up, sure. It just makes sense that like many deities, they would step down and they would absolutely take hold of a spot that they could escape from and enjoy some time together. These are disguises. Manway and <laughs> Tom Bombadil are so similar. Manway is Tom B Bombadil. Tom Bombadil is Manway. Goldberry is Varda. They said that she's a calming person. The other thing is about this is the fact of the matter is is that she's such a calming person that she radiated calmness and light. Like, 
that's exactly what they said about gold about Varda. So pure and white. Like it's such similar descriptions. Such similar descriptions. And they always talk about how Tom Bombadil is kind of nonsensical. That's because he knows everything. Everything that he says will not make sense to people that only live maybe 200, 300 years. You think people like Elrond or Feanor or Hurin or um, like Fingolfin could understand what they're saying either? No. Much less hobbits. The only person that ever seemed to kind of really truly understand what was going on was Gandalf. A wizard. Very few of the people are known to be so close to the will of Iluvatar outside of the Maiar and Valar. The wizards understood that as well. And that's why he understood uh, Tom Bombadil, because he was speaking to a person who has been around as long as him. Because it's clear that Gandalf had been around for a long time too. When he was sent down here with Radagast, Saruman, and the Blue Wizards and himself, he understood what his role was. And he understood what needed to be done. So why in the world, as we know Gandalf, he sets up lots of stuff, kind of unknowingly in a sense, what seems like to be for people that it's unknowing, but very much not. There's a reason why they bumped into Tom Bombadil, because he knows that the ring and the power that came from everything was not going to affect him because he's Manway. It just makes too much sense. No evil thing ever crosses into their theme, into their uh, territory, and if they do, he can shout them to death. His voice is a weapon. Man, that sounds like a lot of things that a Valar would be able to do. He's as strong as an eagle. He's as strong as Gandalf. <laughs> it's because it's Manway. Dwelling amongst the others so he could have some time with his with Varda or Goldberry. And they were able to come down here and enjoy some peace and quiet away from their responsibilities to regain, recharge, do those things that they want to do, and be able to absolutely just get away. Who doesn't want to get away once in a while? We all want that vacation. And again, this is the one that makes the most sense, in my opinion. Um, in any case, this has just been a small theory. I might come back and revisit it once I get a little bit more information. I'm actually going through the books again right now. Um, and once I find a little more evidence, I'll present it. But as of right now, I feel like that I've portrayed this theory in a good light. And I think it is very much possible that this is a thing. I mean, obviously we can't 100% confirm because Christopher Tolkien is gone. And so is J.R.R. Tolkien. So really we're not ever going to be full, going to be able to fully know, but I think this is as good as a guess as any. Why would there be someone who's got that kind of powers if he's not a god hiding in plain sight? 
In any case, if you like this theory, share it, talk about it, talk to me about it. I want to hear your points of view too. Um, it's absolutely uh, something that can be discussed. It's absolutely something that can be um, thought about and maybe broken down and proven or disproven. That's why we're doing this. That's a theory. But in any case, I'll let you go. We'll talk to you all next week, and we'll see you later.